Greetings to all that are listening. I do greet you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God. Brothers and sisters and unbelievers, it's definitely a pleasure to be back again with you all. I do apologize for my absence and there's no excuse to why we can be absent from the work of the Lord in terms of edifying the body of Christ and just delivering teachings that continue to bring understanding and knowledge to the people of God, especially in certain topics that surrounded with a ton of confusion. But I'm definitely honored to be able to come back and just deliver a teaching to you guys and just be able to come on here and just serve some dinner, some real food, some solid food to you guys, to the saints, and especially the unbelievers, because I know that a lot of unbelievers listen as well. They may listen to critique, but that's their problem because when they listen, the truth comes to them. They've been exposed to the truth and now they have no reason on that great and marvelous day when Jesus Christ comes back, when God sends him back to the earth. They have no excuse to why they didn't accept the truth, why they didn't have a love for the truth. But all we can do is to just continue to deliver the word of the Lord in humility and in meekness. And we can continue to provide the truth and love. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to see anybody perish. We don't want to see anybody die in their sins because they reject Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as the Christ. We don't want to see that. So it's on us to continue spreading it, especially to those who call themselves believers. And the crazy thing is that majority of the fight is not really with the unbelievers, you know, because an unbeliever, you know, if they've been called, a lot of them are not prideful. A lot of them are willing to learn. But a lot of believers, they get puffed up. They get puffed up and they get really prideful, thinking that they know more and, and that they can't be taught and that they only want to listen to their particular denominations, ministers and pastors. They want to watch their educational videos and they want to mature in lies. They want to be grounded in lies instead of being grounded in the word of the Lord. You see, because when you're grounded in the word of the Lord and just give me a second, I'm going to hop into what I want to speak on, because when you're grounded in the word of the Lord, it doesn't matter um, how you may feel or what you may think. It doesn't matter what your ideology may be if you feel a particular way concerning uh, something concerning the scriptures when you read the scriptures and you see what it says it's on you to accept it and believe it and to contend for it not to uh, go around it and continue to promote lies because when you do that especially knowing that the scriptures condemn your belief and they contradict your belief you're in trouble with the lord jesus christ but nevertheless I want to get into a subject tonight, and the name of it is called Jesus Christ Came in His Father's Name. When coming up in the oneness apostolic faith, when trying to defend our false doctrine, if I'm being honest, we'd run to a particular scripture to try to justify our belief that Jesus Christ was God the Father. Especially when speaking with a Trinitarian that wasn't baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we were trying to explain Matthew chapter 28 and at verse 19 and we were trying to explain that the name of the Father is Jesus Christ. We'd run to this particular scripture here at John chapter 5 and at verse 43. 
But when you remove yourself from denomination, when you turn off David Bernard and Josh Herring, and you turn off all of these other UPC and oneness apostolic preachers, when you turn off Geno Jennings and all of these other men on television, and you actually read the scriptures for yourself, you'll soon realize that what they're saying is not in the word of God. And I remember I was talking to um, a young man that's a part of uh, the UPC church. And I told this man, I said, listen, my brother, turn off all of that David Bernard, turn off that Eli Hernandez, turn off that Lee Stone King, turn off that Geno Jennings, turn off all of that oneness apostolic garbage, turn it off and just read the scriptures. Because instead of you reading the scriptures and you don't uh, have the understanding of something, you run to these sermons to try to get their perspective on it, not realizing that these people are just men, they're flesh. And instead of us actually reading the scriptures for ourselves and getting an unbiased view, we're watching these sermons all day, binge watching these sermons all day. And let me tell you something, it's just not in me to watch sermons like that anymore. Like I just can't do it. You know, like I'm sick of hearing men's perspective. Like I just want to read the word. Listen, if my podcasts are causing you to stumble, turn me off. It's not about Brother Davian. This is about salvation. If you find yourself listening to me or any other YouTube channel or minister more than you're in the word of God, turn it off. Turn me off. You don't need me, but you need Jesus Christ and you need to know him. But when these men are going and they're listening to these YouTube sermons every day, they're, they're getting these men's perspective and they're just indoctrinating themselves with these men's junk and their false doctrine. They don't have a holistic view and they don't have an unbiased perspective of the scriptures. They're maturing and they're becoming steadfast in a false doctrine that they believe is truth. Especially when it comes to Jesus Christ coming in the name of his father. These men actually teach and preach that the name of the father, <clears throat> excuse me, is Jesus Christ. And the crazy thing is that they contradict their own belief. When we're speaking about Jesus Christ, listen to me. Jesus Christ is not a first and a last name. Jesus Christ means Jesus the anointed one. Christ is a title. So when we're saying Jesus Christ, we're saying Jesus the anointed one, Jesus Christ, right? There were many Jesuses in the scriptures. We read about Jesus justice. We read about bar Jesus. Um, we read about in the Old Testament, Joshua. We also read about Jeshua. I believe in first or second Chronicles about there. We read about these men that carry that same name, right? But when you have that title, Jesus Christ, it separates you. Jesus Christ, Jesus, the anointed one, letting him know I'm talking about this Jesus. Today, you have many people uh, with the name Jesus. It might not be directly Jesus, but it's Jesus. Right. But none of them are Jesus, the anointed one. So let me tell you something. Let me explain something. When you're saying Jesus Christ and when you're saying Jesus, the anointed one, you have to understand, especially when many of these um, nice fellas are going out and saying that the name of the Father is Jesus Christ. They're saying that the name of the Father is Jesus, the anointed one. They're saying that the Father was anointed. Nobody, absolutely nobody, brothers and sisters and unbelievers, anoints God the Father. Nobody anoints the Father. 
God the Father does the anointing. God the Father anointed his son Jesus. And I'm not going to get into this right now because I have many other episodes where I speak on this. But he ordained his son and he anointed his son and he placed the spirit upon his son. But he is not his own son and nobody anointed him. When you're saying that God the Father was anointed, then I have to ask you then who anointed God the Father? Because whoever anointed God the Father then look, you're saying that there's another highest other than God the Father because God the Father had to be anointed by somebody. Do you see where false doctrine takes you? I understand the zeal of these um, fellas, these people in this particular denomination trying to better explain um, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I completely understand it. So they have to say the name of the Father is Jesus Christ, the name of the Son is Jesus Christ, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. And I understand it. I understand their zeal because I believe in Acts chapter 2 and at verse 38. I believe that you must repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And God is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. But I'm not going to go and spew a false doctrine to better or prove the doctrine because the word of God will defend itself because the word of God is clear. Right. So. When we're reading Matthew chapter 28 and that verse 19, here's how I see it. And I'll be honest because I have nothing to hide. We read where Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We read that. We leave it at that. We leave it there. Okay. And then we go to Acts chapter 2 and that verse 38. And they baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to follow what the apostles did. Why? Because Jesus said that when they hear you, they hear me. And when they hear me, they hear him that sent me. So when we do what the apostles did, we're obeying what Jesus Christ commanded them to do. Because Jesus Christ told them that repentance and remission of sins must be preached in his name beginning at Jerusalem. And they must preach that to all nations. And glory to God in Acts chapter 2, the apostle Peter, he stood up and he preached repentance and remission of sins in Jesus' name at Jerusalem. And they preached that to all nations. Glory to God. So we're going to obey that. We're going to take that and we're going to follow it. And we're going to believe and have faith that what the apostles preached, that's what Jesus told them to do. We don't need to go and try to spew a false doctrine to better try and explain our belief instead of just letting the scriptures sit. Glory to God. Because I have a problem when people like to just nitpick scriptures and try to make scripture say something that it doesn't say. And we're actually going to get into that. And I hope that you have John chapter 5 open. And look, don't think that I know everything. We're all learning together and we're all studying the word of the Lord. But I want you to come into the scripture with me. And I want you to come and let's reason together. Let's put our minds together and let's see what the word of the Lord says. It's not about my doctrine. Nah. It's about the doctrine of Christ. It's about the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he received from his father. And he gave to his apostles and his apostles. They went and they preached it. And glory to God. Today, we stand and we abide in the apostles doctrine and we must continue in the apostles doctrine. I want to start at John chapter five. I want to start at John chapter five and at verse thirty nine. So the scripture says, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are they which testify of me if you're not so familiar with king james language jesus christ was basically saying here at verse 39 search the scriptures examine the scriptures evaluate the scriptures for in these scriptures you think that you're saved you think that you have eternal life you think that you found salvation in these scriptures and these scriptures testify of me 
I hope that I clarified that if you don't understand it. And at verse 40, and Jesus said, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. And I say the same thing. A lot of you guys won't come to the son of God, Jesus Christ, that ye might have life. You're trusting in another Jesus that these denominations are preaching. You're trusting in another Jesus that came from Sibelius and Tertullian and came from the councils of Nicaea instead of trusting in the Jesus Christ of the Holy Scriptures. Come to the truth. Come to Jesus, the Son of the living God, and he will give you life. But let's keep going. At verse 41, I receive not honor from men. At verse 42, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. At verse 43, I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. Verse 43 is what the oneness folks use. And I'm going to read it again. Jesus said, I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. I want you to read the scripture right. The scriptures never said, Jesus never said at verse 43, I was born with my father's name and title. The scripture never said that I was born with my father's name. He said, I am come, meaning I am come to you in my father's name. Right? And he said, and ye receive me not. A lot of people today don't receive Jesus Christ and he came in his father's name. He came in the name of the Lord. And if you want to get technical, that's basically stating, I've come in the name of Jehovah. Some say Yehovah, or some say Yahweh, some say Yahuwah. Regardless of how you want to say, Jesus is saying that I've come unto you in my Father's name. Jesus wasn't saying that I come unto you in the name of Jesus. Think about that. If Jesus is saying that I came unto you in the name of Jesus, he's basically saying that he came unto um, those people in his own name. Which is basically saying that I didn't come to you guys in my own name. I came in my father's name. I'm coming in my father's authority to talk to you guys, but you guys are not receiving me. And the crazy thing is a lot of people today that pose as men of God in these pulpits come in their own names. They might try to deceive you and say that they come in Jesus' name or or that they come in the name of the Lord Jesus. And, and, and that they're coming to uh, um, bid you Godspeed and come to do the work of God. But... The truth is that they're coming in their own name and you rather receive their words and their sayings over the words and teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that you're following me. So in terms of John chapter five and at verse 43, and I don't want to hold you too long, but the scripture states again, and I'm going to read it again to you guys. I am come in my father's name and ye receive me not. And Jesus is saying you don't receive me, but if another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. I want to take your attention out of Matthew chapter 21 and at verse 9. Actually, before we actually get to verse 9, I want to get a better context on Matthew chapter 21. So then that way you guys could get a better, um, just an understanding of the chapter. So I want to actually start at Matthew chapter 21 and I want to start at verse 1. The scriptures state, and when they drew nigh, unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives. Then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught 
unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath the need of them, and straightway he will send them. Before we move forward, I want you to take note of um, verse 3. Just remember what Jesus told his disciples, because we're going to need that once we get to verse 9. Jesus told his disciples that, And if any man say aught unto you, or if any man says something to you, ye shall say, the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee meek, and sitting upon an ass, and occult the foal of an ass. So, I want you to keep in mind verse 5-2. I want you to keep verses 3 and at verse 5 for reference for when we get to... um verse 9 okay and at verse 6 it says and the disciples went and did as jesus commanded them that's another great verse not that you need to keep this as reference for um for the verse that we're getting to but you need to remember that the disciples went in jesus and did as jesus commanded them jesus said that we are his friends if we do or or if we do what he commanded us to do Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments we are his friends if we do whatsoever he commanded us to do so if we are his disciples, we will continue in his word. So when the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, they're showing their love for him. And that's what we must do today. If we love him, we'll keep his commandments. Amen. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them at verse 7 and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and they sent him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and straw them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna. I want you to listen to this at verse 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So, in terms of verse 9, I want you to pay attention. It says, that they went before and that followed Christ saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. So the multitudes were crying out and acknowledging their king that came riding on a donkey. As the scriptures teach that he would come unto them meek sitting upon a donkey and a colt the foal of an ass. And if you don't know what that means, that's basically King James for a donkey if I'm being honest. So they're crying out to him in verse 9. And they're crying and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When they were crying out, when they were saying, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. It's a bit foolish to conclude that they were saying, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of Jesus. Or blessed is he that cometh in the name of Jesus Christ. When they said this, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They're saying, blessed is he that's coming in the name of Jehovah or Yehovah or, or Yah or Yahweh or Yahweh. You know, that's what they were saying. And I want you to pay attention to verse 3 because Jesus said, And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. Um, we could conclude from this scripture that Jesus is possibly referring to himself as Lord here, you know, because we could say, Okay, Jesus could tell or Jesus could be telling his disciples to um, tell those people that may have ought against them. Look, God has use or God needs it. Right. Because 
we read the scripture and we read where Jesus cried out and he called the Father Lord. Sometimes in the New Testament, because Lord is not always in the all caps, we sort of have to use discernment and we just have to use scriptural context to sort of understand when Lord is referring to the Father or when it's referring to the Son. But in this particular scripture here, we could either conclude that Jesus Christ is saying, and if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, God hath the need of them, and straightway he will send them, right? Or he could also be saying in this context that, and if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, the Lord, he could be calling himself Lord here, hath the need of them, and straightway he will send them. So we have to remember that God made his son Lord in Christ. Jesus Christ is our Lord. God made him that to us. He is that to us. He is our Lord. He has all power and all authority in his hands so that's something else that i'd like to clarify as well because a lot of people think that i deny jesus christ's lordship but i don't deny that at all jesus christ is lord he is lord god made him lord amen so when we're reading the scripture we have to understand that jesus christ is lord because god made him lord in christ we could get scripture in jude where um um, where the scriptures say that they denied the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And we could get scripture in Psalm 110 in that verse 1 where the scripture says that the Lord said unto my Lord, right? So just because Jesus Christ can be called Lord or the Father is called Lord, that does not mean that the name of the Father is Jesus Christ. I hope that you're following me. So when the scripture here says that Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. They're not saying blessed is he that cometh in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ came in his father's name. And as believers today, we come in the name of our Lord Jesus' name. So when we come unto somebody, we come unto them in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why every time that I start this podcast, I start off with greetings. I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the most high God. Because Jesus Christ, he abides and lives by his father. And now us, we abide and live by Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ, he's the true vine and we're the branches. Without him, we can do absolutely nothing. So we abide and live by Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ lives and abides by his father and his God. Glory to God. It's a wonderful thing when you finally understand it. So Jesus Christ came in his father's name or Jesus Christ came in the name of the Lord or Jesus Christ came in the name of Jehovah, Jehovah. I hope you get the gist. But the scripture is not saying that Jesus Christ came in his own name or Jesus Christ came in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ coming in his father's name is actually um, similar to what we read in Psalm 118. And I believe at verse 26 where the scripture says, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Glory to God. And I'd actually like to continue as well at verse 27. God is the Lord, which has shewed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. So, the psalmist here stated at verse 26 blessed be he that cometh in the name of the lord blessed be he that cometh in the name of the lord when jesus christ said that i come in my father's name jesus christ is saying that he came or that he came unto them in the name of the lord we have to remember that the lord or to be more specific the lord god 
is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, though he says God sometimes in scriptures and he says Lord when referring to his Father, he mostly called his God and his Father, Father or the Father, when we actually read the scriptures. He referred to his Father as the Father. You know, Jesus Christ didn't say, you know, I came in God's name or or um, I've come unto you in the name of the Lord. He said, I've come in my father's name. And that actually shows the connection and the relationship that he has with his father to where he's saying that I've come in my father's name, where he's saying that my father is the Lord. Me saying that I've come in my father's name is essentially me saying that I've come in the name of the Lord God. I've come in the name of the God of Israel. So. When Jesus Christ was making those statements, he wasn't saying that I was born with my father's name or, you know, I have my father's name. That's the result of twisting the scriptures. And even back when I was in that false doctrine and I'd use it sometimes to defend um, Acts 238 and I still defend Acts 238, but I defend it in context and I defend it um, um, for what's written. I don't defend it as a mystery revelation because I believe that the Bible is like for no private interpretation that you can read the scriptures and that you can understand this thing too. just pray to God for understanding and wisdom in the Lord. No, pray to the Father that we may obtain better revelation, wisdom and understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I don't believe that the Bible is one big mystery that nobody understands. I don't believe that Jesus is some mystical being that nobody can truly comprehend. I believe that God wants us to know who his son is. And I sincerely believe that. So even when I was contending for that belief and when God was starting to open up my eyes to his son and I began to read the scripture, I began to understand that this scripture is not saying what these men are saying, that Jesus Christ is the name of the father. How could God the father be anointed by any man? And when God began to open up my understanding, I still praise him and I exalt him because he could have kept me in that false doctrine, contending for a false belief. But the Lord, the Lord said it best. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And when you belong to Jesus, you'll hear his voice and you'll believe the word of God and you'll come out of denomination and religion and uh, 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 false doctrine and you'll walk in the light. I want to conclude with one more scripture. And I want to go to Luke chapter 19. And I want to actually, before I conclude with this one, I think I might want to get in one more scripture as well. Um, so Luke chapter 19 and that verse 38. So if we could go to Luke chapter 19 and before I hop to verse 38, I'd love to give you guys a bit more context on that. Glory to God, it feels amazing just getting back so when we come to luke chapter 19 i'd actually like to start at verse 37 and the scripture says and again we're at luke chapter 19 and we're reading at verse 37 and it says when he was come nigh even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory 
in the highest. And I want to continue reading. At verse 39, and it says, And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And at verse 40, And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. That's the thing with me. I can't hold my peace. I can't hold my peace. It's not a matter of just, you know, it is just what it is. Just live your life. This and that, you know, you have your doctrine. I have mine. I can't. I can't hold my peace. Glory to God. The scripture says that if we hold our peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Hallelujah to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So. At verse 38, they were saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So they're acknowledging that Jesus Christ was the promised king of Israel from the seed of David, the seed of Jesse, the promised king the lion from the tribe of Judah. They're acknowledging that he is the king and that this king of Israel came in the name of the Lord. And I want to get one more scripture like I promised to show where another king came in the name of the Lord. So we could actually go to 1 Samuel. Um, so we could actually go to 1 Samuel here. 1 Samuel is actually the book right after the book of Ruth so right after the book of Ruth you're gonna get into the book of first Samuel there and we're gonna go to first Samuel chapter 17 um, this is a great Bible story here and I'm not gonna get too deep into it you know um, it's a lot of lessons that we could learn and it's actually something where if you grew up in Sunday school I guarantee that you learned about this um, Concerning David and Goliath. But if we go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And. We could actually start at verse 42. And I want to work our way up to verse 45 here. And I want you to see David's statement at verse 45. So at verse 42. So we're at 1 Samuel chapter 17. And at verse 42. The scripture states. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David. He disdained him. For he was but a youth. And ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David. Am I a dog? That thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. His gods got no power. <laughs> Imagine that somebody is coming against a servant of the Most High, cursing him in the name of his gods. You can't curse what God blessed. You just can't do that. <laughs> you lend a curtain yourself. And at verse 44, and the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the year and to the beasts of the fields. And I want you to listen to what David said at verse 45. And with this verse, I'm going to conclude. It says, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. The God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. David said that he came unto the Philistine in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. We have to understand that Jesus Christ, though he was the son of David, he was the son of God. 
and God was Jesus' father. So Jesus didn't have to say, I came unto you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, and you received me not. He didn't have to say that because he knew that the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, was his father. So all he had to say was, I come in my father's name. And I want you to pay attention to this. When David said that I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied, was he saying that his name was Jehovah or for my oneness fellows that are listening? Since you believe that the name of the father is Jesus, Jesus Christ to be exact. Was David saying that I was born with the name Jesus Christ or my name is Jesus Christ? No, he's saying that I've come in the authority and the power of the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied. I pray that you got an understanding from this episode. If I left anything blank or missing to where you don't really understand it, reach out to me. Reach out to me. I'm looking to actually create an email account um, to where if anybody has questions, they could reach out. I actually believe that you could reach out to me directly through Anchor. If you have any questions, you can leave a voice note, um, leave a message, and I'd be happy to get back to you. Um, but glory to God, I'm just grateful to be back and I want to get back to releasing on a consistent basis as the Lord leads. I don't just want to release content to release content because I don't get paid for this. You know, when you're doing a podcast or even if you have a YouTube channel and you're doing something for ministry, you have the option to get paid. And I refuse to get paid for the work of the Lord. This is voluntary work. This isn't. A monetary career you don't do this for the money it's not about the money so everything that I do is for the people of God because I love the people of God and I want to see the people of God grow in the wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ especially before that dreadful day comes when God will judge the secrets of men by that man Jesus Christ so I have no reason to just release content on a weekly basis just to do it so i just post and i release content as the spirit leads but i pray that the spirit will allow me and enable me to continue to release more content especially as we're moving into this new year and glory to god thank you all for listening and be blessed in the name of jesus christ